There's a group of men called The Firm. They've been running things for a long, long time. And when they need someone to clean up their mess, they send me. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Sometimes we just gotta find something to do. Cheap Seat Reviews, we just had to find something to do. Jane Eyre sucks. Captain Picard like. Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Did I do it in in, in a monotone enough voice to to mimic um, Nebula's uh, in in this movie? A little bit less gravel, more air. A little less emotion. Okay, all right. She has a very airy kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be very angry with with the world. Yeah, and this is how people who are angry with the world talk. It's kind of no emotion. It's like the but, the, the female version of uh, of like Neo a little bit. Yeah, but it's hmm, yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I would ask if you've ever seen the show Leverage, but I know you haven't. But one of the characters, he's the he's the muscle of the show, and he always mm-hmm. talks like this. He always kind of has that that gravelly voice because it shows that he's the serious one. And oh, okay. so she's kind of like the female version of that, whatever that, whatever that's called. Not quite vocal fry, but it's something like that. Um, I'm Sean Allred. No, I haven't said anything else. I just need to say this first. This is episode 361, 361. Wow. And tonight we're talking about gunpowder milkshake, which sounds mm. terrible, by the way. A gunpowder milkshake does not sound good. Very saltpeterish. Yeah. You know, it's it's very spicy. Yeah. Though oddly enough, I do like the smell of gunpowder. Um uh, yeah. the the few times I've gone skeet shooting with my father and brother in law, you know, you once you eject that shell after you've hit a, hit the clay pigeon, you know, just Oh yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, but could, could you drink it though? Could you drink that smell? God, no. God, no. <laughs> no, not even in a little bit. Um, I'm Sean Allred, and joining me tonight, gosh, I cannot get these settings. God, listeners at home, I'm sorry. My daughter messed with my mixer. I might sound a little off. I'm just doing the best I can on the fly. It is what He's it drunk. is. Um, my mixer's drunk. It needs to go home. Uh, I'm Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, worst fake milkshake drinking ever. Wait, Where? So in the and, in the movie, Andrew's not here. Oh, did I say Andrew? You said Andrew. Oh you did my say God. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> His name is still in the script, but I put the middle name for you. Oh my gosh, Andrew is not with us tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he's here with us in spirit and apparently also in name. Oh, oh wow! You're just hopeful. You're just thinking maybe Andrew will, will somehow show up. He'll show in up in some shape or form here tonight. So I do need to say this before we yes. uh, before I butcher this again. Um, Andrew's gonna probably be gone for a little while. He's not taking. Yeah. Well, he's taking Parole a break. Parole isn't for another six months. Yeah. Do what? <laughs> did, you say, did you say don't listen to us for the next six months? 
No, no, I said parole isn't until another oh. six months. <laughs> I really thought you said don't listen to us. Okay. Uh, no, you should. Um, no, it's he's got some stuff going on. He's moving. He's got a new job. Yeah, new so job. It's yeah. it's just it's a thing. We all go through it, and so he's he's just taking a break. But this isn't like the break that the two other um, original co-hosts of the shows took, who never came back. Uh, we never we have came a, back. Yeah, yeah, we have a feeling that he's actually going to come back from this break. So with yeah. <laughs> with that being said, Sam. Oh worst, yeah. Hey, I'm here. Worst fake milkshake drinking ever, Vector. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, I, I well, first of all, Sean, if there was one way to kill you, I would I would fake get hit by you and and fake hit you all over the place and then finally CGI some sort of bullet going through your head. Okay. So that that's, sounds fine. That's pretty easy tonight, I would guess. All right. But I noticed, you know, you, you keep harping about how actors hate to eat in movies, mm-hmm. right? Because they got to do take after take. There's a shot of her eating cereal. In mm-hmm. this movie, and I kept thinking, I wonder how many times she had to take a spoonful of cereal in the in that one shot, yeah. right? And and if that milk was warm, and yeah, it just uh, yeah, it was gross. It was gross. So. Well, the milkshakes part two was when her and Cersei Lannister at the beginning are leaning over and sharing a milkshake. Like you can tell that neither one of them are actually drinking. And yeah. even my wife said that milkshake's not going down. Like, and then the next <laughs> shot, there's less. And it's just, yeah. okay, that's fine. You could have at least CGI'd it or something. Uh, and making their, uh, his, I should say, Cheap Seat Review's debut is Big Nick will start checking all the books at libraries. I'm sorry, sorry, hold on. I missed the big word. I missed the word. I got to start over. Hold on. Take two. Oh, wait. <laughs> Take two. Big, and I'm not going to edit this out, by the way, just so you know. Big Nick, gosh dang it, that was loud. all right take three big nick will start checking all the big books at libraries for guns from the gag on this podcast (laughs) hello gentlemen gosh nick it's great to have you on with us thank you so much for coming on this is great Thank you, and thank you for that wordy introduction. That yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to get it the first time either. Yeah, well, you know, if I type it, usually I'm good, but I wanted to make sure that I had the word big in there, not just because your Twitter handle is Big Nick, but also it, it makes the, the reference to the movie because all the books that have guns in them are the big books. So I, I, needed, well, that is true. I needed the word big in there to make it work. But anyway. Big bad Nick. Big Nick. So, um... Uh, we'll, I'll have uh, plenty of time towards the end of the show, Nick, to, that you can tell all the fine people that listen to this show uh, what you do and what the uh, your show is about and all that stuff. But right now, it's time to get into this movie that is Gunpowder Milkshake, the Netflix original, 2000 and I think 21, right? This just came is out. Is it 21? Right? Just released, I believe. Like, uh, or, well, a couple months ago, maybe. Yeah, a few months ago, yeah. But yeah, 2021, Gunpowder Milkshake. And... Uh, boy, Look at us we... being current. Do what? Look at us being current. Yeah, well, we've done this recently. We've had some other good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Netflix and Amazon are producing new stuff. and That is true. And it's, I mean, I think it's kind of good. Like, I remember we mm-hmm. did a stretch of of movie, uh, Netflix originals that were really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Well, um, maybe not so, well, yeah, they were bad. I, I was going to say, they're, they're Saturday afternoon specials. You know, where it's it's not movies I would go to the theater to see, but at least somewhat. Yeah, interesting I mean, like to that watch. that Kill Command thing was bad. 
Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and um, even the one with the dude that we liked from Ant Man, like that one wasn't great. I can't remember what it's called. Extinction. Like it wasn't great. He was okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so again, Andrew's not here to do the read, so I'm just going to tell you what, in fact, this movie is: Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix. I'm not going to do the accent, so don't ask. <laughs> Three generations of women. Three. Yeah, okay. Three generations Three. of women fight back against those who would take everything from them. I don't think I guess they, they're, they're they're counting the little girl as a generation. She doesn't really fight though. Also, would wouldn't a generate wouldn't they have to be related for it to be three generations? Yeah, I would, One think, would think so. Think so. That's that's badly written. That is weird. Um, <laughs> three three women <laughs> fight back against, <laughs> but it's not even three women. There's like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> IMDb has failed. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I mean, what else do you expect? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. That's all I have to say. So, Sam, please tell yes. us what in the world your five-word review is, because I'm really excited right. to talk about this movie. Yeah, I've got a bunch of them tonight, and I had a hard time wrapping my brain around this, because I, I really kind of wanted to, to like this movie, but but maybe maybe you can understand where I'm coming from on this one. And, and the first one is probably my nicest <laughs> review. And that is pretty wick knockoff falls flat. All right. Right. Pretty, pretty. Um, wick. You can oh. tell what they're trying to do, but it's just poorly, poorly made. Um, and then my, 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 my one that just, I guess I, I'm going to go with here is beautifully shot piece of crap. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, it, this movie, it it had potential, right? It had the look. It had the the the, the whoever was director of photography on this movie it, did amazing job. I mean, they did amazing. I love the the cinematography even um, with the different shots, but the fight scenes were horrible. You know, it, I I want Wick. Everybody wants Wick or or um, extraction type of fighting nowadays, mm -hmm. and you could tell this was heavily choreographed. And not only that, but there were some pretty bad takes on on some of the shots where they weren't landing. You know they weren't landing. It didn't feel like they were landing, and it just didn't it didn't look right. And, and that really took me out of the movie, even if it was pretty to look at. Not to mention, I didn't enjoy Nebula at all in this movie, and, and didn't feel for her character. I, you know, she kills the father, right? And that whole daughter not really caring that her dad is dead. It, it, to me, it was just like there were so many wrong way road instances in this movie where it just it didn't make sense. Okay. It just didn't make sense. All right. I mean, not like... Okay, so you're saying like it's, it doesn't make sense not in the fact that the, complot, the plot is confusing, just that the character choices that were made... Just they don't act like real people, kind of a thing, or yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It was they tried to be stylized in such a way that it was instead of getting up to an A plus or an A, they're they're hovering at a C. You know, it's an average. It it just didn't feel like it got to where it could have gotten. All right, tolerable. Like I said before, a Saturday afternoon special. Sure, <laughs> if if it was heavily edited. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome oh. to the 
20 minutes of gunpowder milkshake that we can show you today. I'm I'm always surprised when I see movies like Saving Private Ryan on TBS or yeah. um, uh, John Wick, you know, things like that. And it's like, or even The Kingsman, you know, they put that on FX when, well, FX can get away with a little bit more, but yeah. Um, yeah. Nick, what did, what did you, uh, I know I, I dropped a five word review on you about, about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Were you able to uh, secure one there? Yeah. So apparently my hot take isn't, uh, as hot take enough because, um, <laughs> my review, honestly, John Wick just with girls. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they talk about no, like, right. you know, the firm and with John Wick, if for anybody, you know, spoiler alert. There's this group of men that run this assassination thing. John Wick has to, you know, go against them. And then at the end, there's one person that really loves John Wick and doesn't want to see him die, but then is like, you know what? I got to put you out there. That's exactly what happened with this movie. (laughs) And the whole time watching it, I'm just like, it's trying way too hard to be. It's, yeah, so apparently my take isn't that hot, but that did get me in trouble with someone. They were like, no, it's so great, it's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's John Wick, just, yeah. you know, with women. It's, not only is it with women, but it's it's just not as good. It, it's nowhere close as good. And it was that, I, I think that's because I was expecting John Wick, and it ended up being just just so poor, poorly put together. It's it's really interesting that, that John Wick has become a standard by which we measure other movies because it's such a, on the surface, just such a simple movie, right? It's just a, yeah. it's just a revenge story. It's just, it's plain and simple is a revenge story. But what makes John Wick so fun is the world building that we get and yeah. we world build without explanation. And I don't want to get too far into basically what I mean is like, well, we don't know what the coins are, how you get coins, or but like they're worth so much. You know, hey, I'll give you a coin if you do the thing. Like, oh man, a coin? Okay, great. You know, like he drops five coins and gets a bazooka. You know, it's just like we have no idea how much the, the value is in the, of these things. But, uh, you know, so, so this movie tries to do that kind of thing too with the library and the ladies and, you know, the, 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 the the diner is like Switzerland because you can't take guns in there, and the the library is, um, not Hughes? Switzerland, but it's Hughes like shop for yeah. I don't know the yeah. The, I'm trying to think of a a, um, a geopolitical analogy I can think of the the library. Um, I don't know. It doesn't work, really. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I know the the library is America on the global scale because. No one really wants to go there, and when they have all the guns, there you go. How's that? I just insulted every listener except the few that live in Canada and England and Spain and Germany that listen yep, to our show. Fine. They're laughing. I'm sure they are. Well, but, and you mentioned you mentioned Wick is is world building, and you could tell they tried in this one, and then I thought that was actually fairly decent uh, of what they they attempted. But I think you're talking a little bit more about the style of fighting and style of gunplay that we've come to expect. And you mentioned certain movies that kind of changed the, changed the genre and changed the game and th- you know, things like Die Hard, right? Yeah. We compare, you know, there's a, there's a Die Hard genre or genre of movies, right? There is the, you know, um, commando type movies. There's all, you know, it's, it's, 
So it's it's as much as I like the Commando. I don't think that one's quite as uh, uh, no, genre it's not defining. As, as culturally significant. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. It it it, it totally reinvents things to a point where now every movie's just kind of trying to piggyback. And I think it, I don't know if this is the first attempt on John. Go- I would I would put ex- uh, Extraction as the first movie to cry to to kind of piggyback on the job and what style and do it successfully. Um, but I, I just don't think it worked. Well, the, I think with John wick, like you said, it's genre defying in the sense that it was pretty much all action. The yeah. whole movie, there really wasn't much character building except for like the main, you know, John. And yeah. with this, you kind of had the same thing. I just felt during some of the fights, I'm like, all right, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Like, I really was just like, okay, we, we know. And I think that's where it fell flat, is it tried to recreate the long, drawn-out action of John Wick fight scenes, and it yeah. just didn't live up to that, at least in my opinion. Yeah, well, and I, I think you're on, on, a, on a good road there, Nick, because we want to see the fight scenes in this case because we, care, we don't really care about the characters. We want to see cool and new ways for people to die. I mean, honestly, in this movie... You well, know, there were certain points where it was it was kind of fun and interesting to see some of the, you know, what's she going to do when, it, when she doesn't have her arms available? You know, what, uh, you know, what about the guns with the knives on them? You know, how are they going to work together? The chain lady. You know, it's just we want to see new and interesting way for people to die. And, and it was almost there, but it just didn't look good the, in terms of style. The Suicide Squad had a whole scene in the movie only about this very thing when Bloodsport have you Nick have you seen the the Suicide Squad yet is that the, the new one yeah yes so the okay. the village that they attack where they find out you know oops they shouldn't yeah. have but um <laughs> <laughs> basically every every death in that in that moment is a hey look at me right every one of those is just like the the whole thing is almost comedy through death like that's what that's meant to be yes and it yeah. felt like this movie tried to do a little bit of that you know like when she's fighting the guys in the at the hospital and she doesn't have her arms so she has to be it, it's a little goofy and and there's a lot of other kind of bumbling things you know when she beats him up in the bowling alley and hits the guy with the the bowling ball and uh, even the the four guys that do the kidnapping, you know, they're they're kind of bumbling, bungling, and catch their car on fire. Like there's a lot of that, but then we don't get any more of it. Like then yeah. the movie just goes to full serious, and so that that's where it's like, which which way is this movie trying to be? Is it trying to be the mm-hmm. is it trying to be the the violent, you know, goofy version of you know John Wick, or is it just trying to be the female version of John Wick. I don't know. I hate to keep comparing it to that movie, but it kind of right? it kind of feels like that movie though is the problem. Yeah. Was um, were any yeah. of you let down with just the randomness of the the four guys? Like I I somehow was like, okay, maybe they're related to the firm. Maybe this is going to lead somewhere and then they just die and you're like, all right, so that was a that was a random five minutes of my life in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as far as I could tell, they were sent to, to kill her or something. Right. And, and then they found her in the doctor's office. 
Are we talking about the same people? Yeah, the three the three bozos as she calls them, or the three I think she calls them bozos or boneheads or something. I mean, oh she, no, I was I was talking about the guys in the the masks, sort of like oh, a oh, point yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, they were just there to act as a foil. I mean, they were just there to. The, yeah, they're just kind of there to 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 be a plot device to to move us forward. They're they're Chekhov's bad guys, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just another crew that's been sent. Yeah. Well, they weren't they weren't sent. Yeah. They were so they are the thing that kickstarts everything, right? They kidnap the the accountant's daughter because they yeah. know who he is. He takes the money, and then that kickstarts everything, which is what brings, uh, go what you keep calling her, um, Nebula. Uh, but that's what brings <laughs> brings her into into the movie. So I mean, they're the ones that, that kickstart everything. But mm-hmm. their their ending is so unceremonious that I mean, again, it's almost a punchline. Uh, the only mm-hmm. part of me was screaming at the TV was there's still so much money there that doesn't look like it burned <laughs> up. Like, can't you go collect? I mean, let's say they took ten million. There's probably about seven or eight million that looks good. You know, it it it, it seemed weird that she just walked away. Yeah. Um, unless you know, if you want to show it like a bad guy throws an incendiary grenade and it literally because he did have a smoke bomb or a flash grenade, but like shows something that burns it all up. Then, okay, mm-hmm. then then it just felt like there was a lot there that was okay. In my opinion, but it needed but it needed to show that she was serious and that. Yeah. You know, the money was no real object for her to uh, to worry about. I don't know. I just, it, you know, for someone who's, whose entire career at this point is about doing the things that the firm says that she has to do to completely 180 pretty quickly, mm-hmm. seem, it does seem a little weird. Um, and also, but that's what the plot had to do. Uh, yeah, the plot had to do that. And I know, and again, we've had this trope in so many movies, I think the movies that do it well are like the Born Identity movies, where the the the, the society that created you turns on you, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it turned on her, but it's kind of a bummer because again, the reason why it initially was mad at her was because she killed the wrong guy, but she was sent to kill that guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It almost feels like Paul Giamatti kind of threw her under the bus a little bit, but then he also kind of helped her too. So we're not really sure where he lands in this whole thing. I don't know. You Just, think he would have tried a little harder? I guess. I don't know. He did. You know, I know Mr. Deep Boy's guy was pretty upset about his son dying, but it just seems like there could have been, you know, with, with so much at stake between these two organizations that they could have work things out over a supper or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Today. Let's, let's, let's meet down at the Bojangles or, or I guess that's regional. Let's go meet down at the, uh, the McDonald's and have a Big Mac and talk this over. We've seen that. Not guy that before. diner over there because apparently that diner is awfully dangerous to be in. Oh my gosh. But, uh, let's go to that. Let's go down to a, you know, a joint and talk. We've seen that guy before, Mr. Deep Voice Man. We watched him in the, the, the Vavitch, the, the witch movie. He was the dad. That's right. Oh, I knew he looked so familiar. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he yeah, as soon as he started talking, yeah, his voice is like an octave lower than every other human. As soon as he started talking, I was like, "Hey, that's the dad from The Witch." (laughs) He's he's great. Nice. Yeah, he plays that stoic, evil 
really well. He would be a good villain for John Wick to pair off with in in John Wick Four, if that's a thing. I don't know if it is or not. Um, or John Wick Seven. I'm sure they're just gonna do that to death, keep, man. Well, keep wicking them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's a verb now. I think. Yeah, I like that. That's good, Sam. Keep wicking him out. That's great. I'm gonna. <laughs> um. So my five word review. Yeah. Oh wow. We, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. We're we're chatting. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, I actually cheated. I did six words, but last week I think I only did four or something. So I'm I'm still I think at a net zero. And I wrote, I think we've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, one movie this reminded me of was something like Smoking Aces, mm-hmm. or um, oh, there's another one I can't remember, but just the stylized supposed to be comedy you know but it's 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 like a dark comedy type of thing yeah yeah so. uh so i i haven't really said how i actually feel about the movie because we've been kind of talking so i i gather from both of your responses and nick saying that he got into an argument on twitter about this movie <laughs> or maybe it wasn't twitter but um i actually kind of liked this movie oh really yeah like i'm not i, I want you to go back and watch some of the fight scenes and they, see how bad the choreography is. They didn't bother well, me. It, it didn't bother me just because I'm like, well, I know that the actress can do those fights. And so, and I know that it's her. I don't know. They didn't. Nothing the bowling happened. alley, especially, is egregious. It is just <laughs> bad. There yeah. are some points where there is a good foot to maybe two feet between a fist and a face. Yeah. I didn't notice it, but I wasn't really looking for it. I don't know. But <laughs> the only time that I noticed something like that was at the very end in, in the diner when the camera is, is doing that really cool tracking shot along the, mm-hmm. width of the length of the diner. And there's like two guys in the back of the room that are being shot through the window. And I thought, who shot them? <laughs> because, because you have... Um, the mom is kind of at the front of the diner shooting the main guy. You've got mm-hmm. Angela Bassett's behind the counter shoving that dude's face into a milkshake. You have By the way, that was the one shot and I was going to mention that later. I loved that transition yeah. when, when he popped back up with the glass in his oh, face. So gnarly. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing." He <laughs> was so gnarly. Right. Um and then you have Michelle Yeoh who's running down kind of like down the aisle spinning mm-hmm. and shooting and whatever. And I thought, how are those guys already being shot through the glass? Uh, so anyway, but that was... Maybe Angela Bassett? That, I mean, I took maybe. she was the one doing it. Maybe maybe she hit them with the shotgun before she gave that guy a milkshake. Milkshake <laughs> to the face. Oh, you know what, Sam? I just realized that what, what your middle name was actually going to be was going to be yeah. a giant tooth to the face. That's what it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you got, to, got something in your hair there, Ope. Uh yeah, oh, it's just a just a tooth. Yeah. Just a tooth. <laughs> I like how you prefaced it though with you kind of liked it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is how unfortunately unremarkable this movie was to me. When you guys mentioned it, I was like, I think I've seen that. <laughs> and then we actually saw it when it first came out, and I was like, Oh yeah, we did. I don't really remember much of it. So then I when I rewatched it, I was like, Oh yeah, I I remember yeah. this. That's why I because it's. I think you're right. It's not 
you know, you're not going in expecting a Martin Scorsese film, but if there's no. nothing on, it's like, it's not that bad to watch if there's no. nothing on. I think I mentioned to you guys before that I watched this um, at work today and at my desk. And I, I actually, for an action film, I, I had a hard time keeping focus on it and keeping up with it because it just, certainly it went from set piece to set piece, but I just didn't care. And like I mentioned before, I wasn't seeing anything unique or, or interesting and I just didn't hold my attention like I think it should have. Yeah, I I did watch this one on the big screen TV downstairs and I, I watched it with my wife and the only, there was one scene where she kind of, I think it was the tooth, the giant tooth to the face, I think was the only part. Because I think my wife was eating ice cream in the moment. <laughs> you know, she's got like the bowl in her hand and she's got the spoon in her mouth. And then when that tooth squished, I looked over at her. She's got this face like, I got a hold in this ice cream that I just ate. You know, it was just one of those, like it was almost a spit take of ice cream, right? And uh, That's one heavy tooth, by the way. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, that big ceramic cookie jar kind of a thing. Um yeah, I, I say I kind of liked it because, and we've talked about this on the show a, a hundred times at least, is that sometimes a movie can catch us at the right or wrong right mood. time. Yeah. And and there have been times where Sam will come on and go, man, I didn't like this movie. And we're like, oh, but this part was fun. And like we can kind of talk each other into liking a movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know, I had a good day at work yesterday and I had a good dinner and I was... I, I was I was excited for this movie because I remember seeing the previews when it came out and I thought, oh, this is kind of neat. Is this kind of like a John Wick, but with the ladies and there's a bookstore where you you get your guns in a book and and you know they use metaphors like they do because even John Wick, you know, they, like when he goes to get the weapons for the thing in John Wick Two, you know, he's asking he, he has a like they're using all these metaphors for the gun for the different weapons and they do the mm-hmm. same thing. Oh, you need a you need a Jane Eyre and a whatever and whatever and oh and a Jane Austen so you can read read. <laughs> so I don't know. I I thought it was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I had a good time. I'm not mad that I watched it. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't. It's not going to win any awards. Obviously, I think maybe you talk about expectations, or we talk about expectations. And how you rate something based on the expectations. I think I had too high expectations going into this because I was expecting uh, something I had never seen before, some some interesting take on things because the previews and the, the pictures look amazing. Uh, the, the visuals look amazing until you get down to the storyline and the actual fight choreography and it just falls apart. You know, the, the most fun I had on this movie was literally making the cheap seat review logo um, <laughs> in, in the neon colors, the neon that, colors that, yeah. that was the highlight of this movie for me wow well somebody somebody was telling me that um you know it and they i guess they have a point they were saying like it's not maybe we're not the audience or the demographic it's shooting for mm. like maybe they are going for more of the you know, female audience empowerment that looks at John Wick and is like, I don't, I don't dig this, but I can dig, you know, gunpowder milkshake over here. And that actually made sense to me. I'm like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe this isn't my, you know, I'm not the demographic they're shooting for. But then Mm -hmm. I saw it was rated R and I'm like, well, 
I don't know what <laughs> 16-year-old girl is going to, you know, their parents are going to allow them to watch this then. Although it is on Netflix, and I'm <sighs> guessing there's some teenagers out there that are can, can readily get this available. Yeah. I do. I know I would have. I do kind of appreciate that they didn't sexualize Karen Gillum. Gilliam, how do you pronounce her name? You know what I'm saying? Like, they never put her yeah. in... You know, she's in that jacket the whole movie. So it's not like there was ever any moments where she's getting her, her clothes torn off as she's fighting. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I kind of appreciate that. Like the movie said, no, we're just going to keep it. You know, these yeah. are girls and they're women and they're, they're powerful and dangerous and, and that's okay. And they don't, we don't have to make them sexy, which I, yeah, I kind of appreciate. The most scantily clad was when she was sewing herself up from a gunshot wound, yeah. eating that bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Though I will say that... Um, I'm Car- just doing some sewing. Carla Guino, Guguino, I can't pronounce her last name. G- from Gerald's Game? Yes. Carla yes. Cugino. Cugino, thank you. Yeah, she... Uh, I don't know, the, the library thing she had going on was kind of working for me, just saying. Dude, she, and everything she's in, she's like... She is the cougar of my my life, I believe. <laughs> I you did. and I are cut from the same cloth because right? I'm the same way. Anything she's oh in, I will give gosh. a chance. <laughs> right? I think you actually tweeted that out when I said, this is what we're doing. <laughs> You're like, oh, if she's in it, I'm all in. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did write. Um, she's incredibly attractive. I did write one of my notes was, poor Carla. She, she survives Gerald's game but couldn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, I did, um, my wife pointed out that there was a pretty obvious metaphor in the movie. So at the beginning of the movie, she wears the hat and then she goes to the place to get the guns and they make her take off the hat, but she puts the hat back on. But it's not until she rescues the girl and the hat blows off. Actually, she doesn't rescue the girl. She takes the dad to the hospital and the Mm -hmm. hat blows off. And she just leaves it. My wife goes, you think that's a metaphor for her leaving her old life behind and changing? I said, I think you're right. And if that's the case, that's a pretty obvious metaphor. And Sarah's like, yeah, but there it is. So I think my wife was right. She usually is. Yeah, I know. Aren't they all? Yeah. And she doesn't <laughs> listen to the show. So I'm not just saying that to kiss up. She doesn't listen to my show at all. No, neither is mine. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys too? <laughs> no, no. But in fact, one time yeah. um, on the most recent road trip to Florida, uh, my son said, Dad, can we listen to your podcast? And my wife oh, and I kind of exchanged looks, and I was like, no. And then he, then I realized he, would, he didn't mean my show. He meant one of the ones that I listened to with him in the car. Uh, we listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR okay. show. Because yeah. it's, it's NPR, so... They get a little blue, but for the most part, it's fine. So I don't mind if my eight-year-old listens. But for a moment there, when he said, can we listen to your show? No. 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 You know, I mean, we would not want to subject them to that torture. No. For sure. No. Yeah. Well, again, plus we say stuff like shit. So there's that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want my son hearing me say that. Um, a couple of little notes. I didn't take a lot of notes in this movie. Um, no? And and usually what that means is that I was so wrapped in the movie I forgot to type things. I think it was just the case of there wasn't really a lot for me to just talk about. You know, I just like okay, well here we're in the next place and 
And now we're in the, you know, I just, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. So the few notes I wrote was, um, I love the idea of a network of assassin help centers. I just, I, li- I like the underworld. I want to know more about the librarians and, and, and how do they get paid and do they live there or do they just work there? And why know, does each one of them have a separate set of skills with weapons? Yeah. And, why and like do other bad guys because the other syndicate guys like they pointed like they knew that that's where they went because they went outside and they saw the building like oh that's where they are so it's a widely known thing like i kind of want to know more about the library and did they just leave it you know like is some there's some random patron gonna walk in there and pick up the the gutenberg bible and find a m16 in there you know i just (laughs) <laughs> that's the largest book I could think of. I don't know. Well, you know, you're you're curious about the library. I'm curious about the janitorial service that comes in and cleans the library. Oh my gosh, that place was a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the girls are doing it again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bring the bleach. <laughs> yeah. We've got to patch all these bullet holes. It's like the same crew that has to fix the lobby of the building in the Matrix. You know, they just have to. Okay. Right. Gonna... Fix all these bullet holes in this 200 year. Man, when that hammer guy, when that dude sledgehammer guy was breaking that marble, I was like, he said, he's breaking the marble, man. That, that's an expensive floor. Well, I, that's a great case in point of why I don't like this movie is that guy right there. When he is swinging that hammer and she's backing up on the, on the floor and he keeps missing her by about three feet, <laughs> I, I keep telling myself, Dude, stop doing that and just lunge a little bit further before you fling that stupid thing. It just, uh, it was just, it was for the camera only, and I hate stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. One thing I wish they would have maybe explained a little bit more, and this may be just me looking for something deeper, is explain the kids section. <laughs> like they talked about it, and they were like, this is what they said, one side is like, under Lost in the woods and the other is something else. Yeah, undersea adventure yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, Which, well, why they have a kids section? Why not? I mean, yeah, granted they ended up killing people in the kids section, but like what's in the kids section? Yeah. And that that would make you think that it is a working library. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't well, have a kids section for God's sake. Yeah. Someone spent money <laughs> and and design. I mean, okay. Who in the hell puts fog in a library? I mean, all of those books are going to be ruined. I'm just saying. It was a cool place to have a fight scene, but as soon as they walked in there, I was uh, I thought there's fog on the floor. Why would they do that? You wouldn't do that. It just that's dangerous. I'm sure, it folks. wasn't left over from like a flashbang or something. Maybe it's no, because you know, as soon as Michelle the, the, the Yeoh, air pressure was too high. Well, and, I don't know because you know. as soon as she walked in there, that wood section, and she picked up that chain. And I was like, oh, she's going to kill some people with a chain. This is going to be cool because she's going to do like some legit kung fu stuff, which I'm all for. Yes. And and she did, and it was pretty awesome. And I mean, her, her stuff was my favorite. Uh, the hammer bit, oh my gosh, when she put that hammer in that dude's mouth and was dragging him on the ground, that was <laughs> that hurt to watch. Oh, yeah, with the, with the claw side. Yes. Holy cow, that, yeah. That, that was actually kind of painful to watch. For me. She was not heavy enough to hang that person, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah, Am I right? Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it at the moment, but you're you're hundred percent right. <laughs> well she has she has the force of coming like down that. though. Like that like if she's jumping down, she has more force. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe snapping the neck, but there is no way, shape, or form is that entire body getting. Yeah, she's that. she's what a buck fifteen, buck twenty, and that dude was two hundred and ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until now, Sam. You're right. <laughs> You're hundred. But see, that's right. the problem. That's what I think of when I when I see these types of things. You know, I want to see some. I love. You know, I, I enjoy the stupid fly-by-wire kung fu, but I know that's what they're doing. Right, that's it's kind of hard to hide that. Yeah, this this is attempting to hide it, and it just, I mean, it just doesn't, it didn't work. Okay, so the and I feel like I keep I keep I keep pummeling this movie. You can pummel it all you want to, dude. And, Again, and I, n- none of us just, worked on it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we've all had we've all had that football team that that the professional team that we all love that we expect them to win a, you know, win a championship where, you know, we got the guys, we're going to do so well. And the next year they, they go, you know, winless. And it's that kind of, of frustration. I feeling, I think with this movie where I think it is almost there. It is almost there that it just, it doesn't reach the heights that I was expecting. As a Cleveland Browns fan, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, the, um, wow. Uh, you know the 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 laughing gas and the guys in the hospital. That gag should have been hilarious and, and just laugh. You know, I should have been rolling on that, and it just fell flat. It just didn't feel right. And I did kind of chuckle at the idea that these dudes are just beat to hell, and he's in a he's in a wheelchair. And I, I think the hallway scene in the hospital is probably my favorite fight scene because of the ridiculousness of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, her hands don't work, and so when she fires the gun, it's at random. So she, she might hit the guy or she might not. And, and she stabs the guy, but the knife won't come out of the, out of him. And she doesn't have the, the muscle ability to pull the knife out. So there was, there was a lot of those kind of, that fight scene worked for me. The, the one thing I was actually kind of expecting, I guess physics would say that it wouldn't really happen, but I was expecting him to pull the trigger on that shotgun and he go rolling back in the wheelchair. (laughs) Um, I think that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it did have some funny moments, like when her arms are just getting back. Yeah. They go down in the elevator and opens up, and she, you know, accidentally throws the gun. She's like, my hand's still numb. And they're like, yeah, we know. It happens, it happens to everyone. Yeah. You yeah. Know, <laughs> at least once. No, I mean, and like, yeah, there, there's moments. There certainly is. It's just too far and few between, I think, for my taste. Oh, here's a scene that I actually really liked that was different than I have seen before in a movie. The car chase scene was not a normal car chase scene. I kind of liked the idea that instead of just going through the streets of what town they were in and crashing into stuff and just whatever, it was like this kind of cat and mouse thing in the garage. They kept it local in the garage, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was actually pretty cool. Um. And I and I just like the idea. Now let's, uh, Nick. I don't know if you you have kids. Sam and I both have kids. We both have eight year olds. That girl was not eight and three quarters. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> um, the actress was twelve, but just make her twelve, because <laughs> because my son can barely ride a bike in a straight line, let alone drive a car with her eyes closed <laughs> in a straight line. I mean, yeah, keep it straight. Your eyes are closed. Good. Keep it straight. Keep it straight. I don't know what that means. I have no relative <laughs> idea of what straight means, but I'm going to keep my eyes closed. Um, but I did like that scene. I thought I, that, that car chase scene might have actually been my 
one of my favorite scenes. That in the in the hotel, or not the hotel, but the hospital fight scene. Probably my two favorite mm-hmm. scenes of the movie. Just because they were a little different is all, and that's what you're saying, Sam. Well, and uh, maybe maybe this is I I think you're 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 hitting a, a button here of why where where this movie might succeed, and that's to so. How can I explain it? That's when we can we can say a scene simply by where it's at or where it's located, and you know exactly what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about the diner scene, we talk about the hospital scene, we talk about the car chase or the you know the the garage scene. Um, and, and I think it at least is memorable enough that we, you know, we can enjoy that for what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, go back to, to Wolf of Wall Street, you know, um, and the reason I'm saying that it's a great movie, absolutely amazing movie. But if I said the office scene, you'd be like, which one? Yeah. You know, the boat scene. Well, which one exactly are you talking about? So I, I think this type of movie is is kind of propping itself up on the fact that you're going to remember some of the crazy stuff that happens in it. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. I think it is. So uh, the last yeah. note that I um, that I took was I like the fact that these badass killer women take such care for the little girl. Yeah, I mean it's not <laughs> just the fact that she says language. And then they, 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 they change their language. But it just, it really felt like they don't know this girl at all, and they're going to protect her. I just, I really kind of liked that part of the movie where it was just because she's a child, right? Yeah. Just because she's, yeah, yeah. Because um, even at the beginning of the movie, when, or when, when the when she comes in, um, Nebula comes in, and the girls are kind of the other women are kind of sussing her out, and they said, "You have a code." Like, oh, no women or children. And she says, I've killed women before. She goes, oh, equal opportunist. Okay, you're a feminist. I got you. That's cool. So, like, like we, we, we learn in that moment that she won't, she won't hurt kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I like that. I like, I don't know, I just, I like the idea that all three of these women are like, you know what, we're going to do what we can to protect her. And I love the fact that Carla's primary weapon of choice was the minigun, and then... And then when that you know ran out of ammo, she goes for the axe or the the Tommy Tomahawk or whatever she called it. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the I will say this last one. My uh, my wife actually thought that the you want to call him the the sub boss who was chewing on the matchstick the whole time. Mm-hmm. She said, "I really hope one of those women lights him on fire with that matchstick because that's annoying me." <laughs> oh, that would have been a great way for him to go. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, he just yeah. gets shot as he's flying out the window. So, yeah, still a pretty. I did think I did think it would have been funny if they shot him in the butt since he's like flying out the window. Yeah. Like, how, well, they how did, though, the didn't they? They, they? they shot him through and through like you could see the exit wounds it from being like, shot on that side. It looked like it was just going from side to side. I I, oh. I think it would have been in the moment, a little funnier if it went like directly up his asshole. Like it literally, yeah. like, they put a, oh, yeah. you know, a, an impact right on his butt and, and out, out the, out the front, you know, uh, it would have been funnier. <laughs> I probably a lot less realistic, but you know, that whole scene isn't very realistic, so that's fine. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it would go down 99% of the time. 
did you think at the very end when they showed up at Paul Giamatti's house that he was either a gun? I thought at first that the girl was going to pull the gun out of the book and shoot him. Mm-hmm. And then when he took the book from her, I thought, oh, it's a bomb. I, I, I don't know. I just kept expecting him to get to get killed. And so maybe they're they're setting up for a sequel. I don't know. I don't know. I sort of I had the anticipation that like they would all be at his front door and then that would lead to the sequel of him like saying, OK, you know, I'm, I'm leaving the firm and I'm going to help you because, you know, I love you, your family. Yeah. I didn't see it going the way it did. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of a neat twist if he he decides to leave. He says, "Okay, tell you what, I'll help you take out the firm," and then yeah, we'll because we'll that's like yeah, that's like his daughter. Like the main girl's like his daughter kind of figure, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that what you guys sort of got from it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's yep. why he when he's on the phone with all the bosses in the room, he has to give the kill order, and then he calls her on his cell phone and said, "Hey, I left you a present," or he texts her and says, "I left you a present." So and sends her to, you know, her mom, yeah. so he could yeah to give her a better chance. So he obviously does care for her. I mean, Paul Giamatti is not the bad guy, not not in the normal sense of this type of movie, you know. Uh, that's all the notes I got. You guys have any other notes or anything you want to say before I do some clips? <clears throat> I have a few clips here of the movie. I'm good. No, I'm right. good. Okay. Well, here's Paul Giamatti. Uh, He said boomsticks, and I thought that was funny, so I captured boomsticks. Get rid of those Stone Age firearms you carry. But I've had them for a year. Find an open vendor and get yourself some clean boomsticks. We can't have you linked to that war zone you left behind, no kidding we? Now, something weird happened. I don't know if you picked it up. When he is starting the first sentence, he his voice goes really low. It sounds like he's a transformer for just a second. This is not an <laughs> error. It might be an error on Netflix, but this is not an error on my end. So listen to this again. Get rid of those Stone Age firearms you carry. Right there, when he says you carry, it sounds weird. Firearms you carry. Didn't that sound weird? Age firearms you carry. Maybe that's yeah. just the, the way he talks. I guess I don't know. I no, didn't. It's just it's, it sounds strange. like Megatron is telling him to go uh, get the thing. A Stone Age firearm to carry. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, time for some reading. Oh, and an Agatha Christie. For reading. Yeah, for reading. I would take any book Carla Cugino gave me. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. What I just I feel like I haven't seen her in enough things. She's been in. Um, she was in Sin City. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. The first no. one. She was in a couple seasons of Entourage. I never watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep mistaking to... her for the Mummy Girl. Oh yeah, I she kind of does look like Rachel Vice a little bit. You're not yeah. wrong. Yep. She's in, oh, she's the voice of the ship in the Zack Snyder Justice League. Oh, that's, that's kind of neat. This movie does have a bunch of Marvel or uh, comic book connections, like a bunch. It's, uh, it's actually pretty crazy. Let's see, she's in Batman. She's the voice of the ship. Yeah, I said that. Let's see, she's in San Andreas, Men of Steel. Um, Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah, we saw her in Sucker Punch. That's right, yep. How about that? Yep. We watched that movie for the show. Um, yeah, 
it? She's in a bunch of Watchmen. Oh yeah, Watchmen. Yeah, of course. Gosh, she's oh yeah, she plays of... the mom in Watchmen. That's right. Yeah, so oh. she's done. So she's done Watchmen, DC, and whatever Sucker Punch is. Not, like, not really a. I guess it's a comic. She did Spy Kids from Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah, gosh, she's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Homeward Bound two. She's the voice of Delilah. Yeah, she's great. I may have to rock some Homeward Bound too. <laughs> pretty sure Delilah's an animal. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I do want to just go ahead and say it before I forget. Michelle Yeoh is our Star Trek connection for this movie, by the way. I just want to go ahead and get that out there. Okay. She's is great. that is the Star Trek connection? Is that like a six degrees of separation for you guys? Like everybody? Oh, yeah. I always watch as a Star Trek it's, thing. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a Sean thing. It's, it's, a, it's a, totally a me thing. Purely a, a Sean thing. I'm a big Trekkie, and I, 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 I've always kind of argued that just about any movie can have some kind of relationship with Star Trek. I mean, that's what happens when you have a property that's 50 years old. So, I mean, it's, and it, it has as many shows and, and things. So, it, it, it's going to happen. So, she's kind of the, the big one because she was in. Uh, three almost three full seasons of Star Trek Discovery. Hmm. So, or two two full seasons. Was three. she a robot? No, she's not not a robot. No, <laughs> no, she kicks some ass in that. It's pretty cool. She is a really interesting okay. character. Uh, yeah. Uh, time for this clip. Just remember, you were spared thanks to an eight-year-old girl. Eight and three quarters. Sorry. Eight and three quarters. There you go. Eight and three quarters. Mm. You know, it was like a Shyamalan delivery system for the, the for the dialogue in this movie. It just I don't know. Didn't feel natural. I th- but I think it's supposed to not feel natural. I think that it's okay that she does it when she's Nebula because she's like part robot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because she had the same kind of delivery, though she was using her normal accent when she was in the circle that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also kind of had but she also plays super awkward in the Jumanji movie, but she's she's acting like a awkward fifteen year old girl. Yeah. So I think it works in that. For some reason, I don't know. I I just it it didn't bother me, but I know what you mean, Sam. It it is a little mm-hmm. different, off-putting. Yeah, a little different. Just like like Cersei Lannister, uh, Lena Hetty, she she comes in and she's all like she just takes the scene because she just has such a presence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of her, here's this and horrible mothers. Well, yeah. Speaking speaking of that, come on, hurry up. Where does that go? King Narnia. Go. It's... Yeah, it goes to Narnia. <laughs> that, was a, that was a funny line. I will say that. Yeah. That one had me cracking up. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. This was great, too. This, this made me laugh out loud. Language anime is a child present. Fine. Fudge you. Fudge you. Fudge you. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I like that. 
<laughs> I'm still going to be mad, but I'm going to use different language because of the girl. I, I liked that. Uh, this is the sweet moment of the movie. There's not a single person on earth I'd rather kill people with. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Right, yeah. I remember when my mother told me that. It sure. It really, <laughs> really made me feel so much better about myself. Now, I thought about splicing this with the line from Avengers. And I don't think I have it in my archive. I don't, I don't think I do. Do I have it? We have a Hulk. Oh, I do have it. Oh, holy cow. Hold on. Let's see if I can make this work. Uh, hold on. This, this won't be awkward at all. Oh, crap. Where'd it go? <laughs> Dang it. I lost that clip. Where'd it go? There it is. All right, so hold on. Let's see. This is on-the-fly editing, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. So I play this. I have an army. We have a Hulk. There we go. <laughs> that was worth the wait, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that was great. So here's the actual line from the movie. I have an army. Oh, yeah? Well, I've got my mom. There you go. So. Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a dumb line, uh, but... but <laughs> I like my version better. I have an yeah. army. We have a Hulk. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is one clip I hope you clip. That's it. That's all I got. So oh, is it, There is a point in this movie where, where um, Giov- Giamatti says, Damn it, Sam. Oh, man. That would have been good to capture. And I totally figured you were going to capture that one. No, you're right. I need more of that. It's been yeah. a long time since I've captured... Uh, People yelling at you guys. I know, right? Man, I'm trying to think. When was the last time we had? I know we've got the Cornelius, which is a good one. Yeah. I don't. Do we have? Do I even have one of you of somebody yelling at you? No, unless you taped my wife the other night. I mean, <laughs> I would never tape your wife. That's so. Sure. <laughs> this is getting awkward. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have anything okay. with the. Uh... Yeah, so um, you're gonna have to watch this movie again to find exactly where they said it. That won't be hard. I just look for anything that he's in. You know, just you know, he's yeah. probably that's a right. YouTube clip. Well, I'm sure I can find lots of just damn it, Sam's. I guess. But... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh... That's that's just from my wife. Sure. <laughs> yeah. She got a whole she got a whole channel of, of damn it, Sam. So. I will. I will say we haven't done this yet. We haven't really talked about the the the, the makers of the movie, the, the behind the movie. The director uh, is a dude named Navo Navot in A V O T. He's he was born in Israel, so I don't know if that it's the if the French do that thing. Pab Pabshuadu Pabshu Pabshuadu Pab Pab. If you break it down, it looks like pa push adu. P-A-P-U-S-H-A-D-O. So he has only done a couple of features. So he did something called Rabies in 2010. And I don't recognize anyone in this movie at all. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, they all have pictures on IMDb, but I don't recognize any of them. I, I don't recognize that. And then he did something a few years later called Big Bad Wolves. And that is, uh, 
Apparently, Quentin Tarantino liked it because there's a quote on the poster saying, Best Film of the Year by Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it won a bunch of awards. It, I mean, again, I don't recognize anyone in this movie, but it, it, won, it won some awards. Uh, so there's that. And then he did one of the episodes, one of the shorts on the ABCs of Death 2. They made a second one. Oh, oh, wow. In okay. 2014, and he was F for falling. And then he does this movie. So he took, I mean, he took six years off of filming, seven years off of, of, of filming to, to come back and do this movie. And he's moving, he's making something uh, announced called Once Upon a Time in Palestine. So it looks like he's going back to uh, his roots to to film something called a genre-bending thriller with elements of spaghetti westerns, war movies, romantic comedies, and silent movies set in the British-ruled Palestine in 1946. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that where Quentin Tarantino is now, too, in Palestine? Like, right now? Did he? Really? I I think... Because it just seems... Because he talked about making a movie in Palestine, so I'm wondering if that's tied to it because i mean once upon a time in hollywood once upon a time in palestine sounds like a period piece interesting hmm i'll have to research that more yeah uh on imdb for more like this you have jolt the hitman's wife's bodyguard the tomorrow war and birds of prey one of which we've done for the show i want to do all three of the all four of those for the show at some point yeah. I actually just watched Tomorrow War the other night. Yeah, how so. was that? Is that something that we should do for the podcast? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's worth at least a mention. All right. What about mention? Yep. <laughs> for, for like well, a... I mean, it, it, it'd be worth talking about because there's some interesting things they do in it. Okay. So I think it'd be... I like it. It'd be interesting. Time for this. Yep. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Well, like a lot of IMD, or, um, Netflix movies, this has very little trivia. So... I will read the two of the six I found interesting. In the diner, there is a menu option for the Fight Club sandwich, which is an homage to the also highly stylized movie of the same name. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. There's a movie okay. called Fight Club Sandwich. I didn't know that. And the three aunts, Madeline, Anna Mae, and Florence, wear the same colors as the three good fairies in Disney's Sleeping Beauty Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather. Is that on purpose? I I would guess so. <laughs> I guess. Right? It's just one of those things. You know, I could say, you know, Spider-Man wears the color red due to the demonic influence of his aunt. Hey, there was something that was... So, <laughs> Nick, we have, um, we have a moment, we have a, a, a piece on our podcast that we refer to as the Hopping Man, in which whenever the movie introduces a, a person, usually... And then that person just disappears, and there, we have no resolution of them. So we refer to it as a hopping man. It it dates back to like episode twenty when we did Dark Man. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is a hopping man, but this was a moment where I was I was confused, and I don't think I ever got resolution on. And that is when the women have agreed to fight back in the library, and Michelle Yeoh gets real close to Carla and whispers something, and then they share a look, and then they leave. And I don't know what that was for. Do you know what that, that, any idea what that was for? I think, 
I mean, I was leaning towards they they had like a loving relationship, but then I'm also thinking it may be like the ending of um, what's that Bill Murray movie and Scarlett Johansson, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Yep. There you go. You know where we're left trying to we're we're left in this state of we're putting our own whatever into whatever was said. Like we're not, we're never going to have resolution, but that's what I took it as. I took it as they developed the relationship and they were just saying like, you know, their final goodbyes. If I don't see you again, I love you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The way I took it in the moment was it was Michelle Yeoh's way of saying goodbye. Cause she knew she was going to die. Cause she initiates it. She's the one that leans in for the, the whisper. And I kind of thought that is, okay, she knows that she's going to go out in a blaze of glory. And, and instead, Carla's the one that, that, that dies. It's kind of an annoying way, too. I mean, she took a, a round to the, to the chest from a, a blind fire from that guy, you know? like Around the corner. Around yeah, the corner. Like, come on. We yell at, <laughs> we, we, we play video games, Sam, and we get mad at people that just do that kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> so... Shut me through a rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm with you there. I just, I just, in the moment, I thought, what is, what is happening? Because also, part of me thought was, um, you know, whatever you do, protect the girl or something. Like, I kind of, it was, I don't know. I guess you're right. Maybe it's better that I don't know what was actually said. Um, maybe what's in my head is probably better than what the script was anyway. When I thought, I thought it was. Um, about that because when you see um, Carla's face afterwards she's smiling and she's like shedding a tear so I was like oh that's obviously whatever she said is very touching and moving yeah so that's how I took it yeah yeah I mean she might have just said you know you're, you're sitting on my leg um, <laughs> yeah can you move over just a little bit please would be my guess yeah something <laughs> like that yeah just uh, whispering rubber baby buggy bumper I, and walk I, away. There you go. I, yeah. I, I ate the last cookies in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Eyre sucks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was, that was actually a tear of sadness, not a tear of joy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, time for. That's it. That's all that. It's time for this part. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three. We have done a lot of assassin movies in the last year, it feels like. And in fact, my wife said, didn't we just watch a movie like this? And I said, which one? And she said, with Colin Farrell and the crazy old guy. And I was like, Colin Farrell and the crazy old guy. And I thought and I thought and I said, oh, you mean Ava. She goes, yeah, yeah, Ava. I said, yeah, that movie's way worse than this one. She <laughs> said, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah. I liked Ava well, not at all. I think yeah. this movie is better than Ava, personally. I just think it's a better no, movie. I, I think there was at least better fighting in Ava. Okay. I, I mean, will die on that hill. I'm not going to argue <laughs> it. I just, I, I, I feel where you're coming from, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about either movie <laughs> enough to argue. Um, yeah. That point. Uh, if it were a movie that I liked more, maybe I would, but nah, not these two. No. Whatever. No. No. <laughs> I just think this movie was more fun than that movie. That movie had no joy. It was not very fun. This movie at least had some stuff that made me laugh. And 
I think this movie was more, I like the style of this movie, so the stylized part was a little bit more fun. The music was a little bit more fun. The soundtrack, we haven't talked about the soundtrack yet, but my script hasn't told me to yet. But uh, I liked the soundtrack. I liked the the score, and I liked the music, the the licensed music, you know, the the slow-mo um, diner scene over the, the rock ballad. I thought, I, you know, I, I liked it. I mean, it's not as brilliant as the church fight scene in Kingsman with Leonard Skinner playing in the background, but it, <laughs> it's still pretty good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, top three. So, like I said, we've done a lot of assassin movies, so tonight we decided to do Paul Giamatti because he's in mm-hmm. this movie, and we've seen a lot of his movies, but we've not talked and about we, him. We just needed to, to find something to do. Yeah. What, what it boiled just, down to. Sometimes we just got to find something to do. Cheap six years. <laughs> we just had to find something to do. That's right. <laughs> I think that's most of our reviews. It's just, eh, they were there. We just needed a movie. Right. Well, that's one of the eh. reasons why we picked movies that are streaming, because, you know. Yeah. We're cheap. It's because it's there. Sam, why don't you go first? I go first? Yeah, why not? I'm going to mix it up. Um, Speaking of a comedy action, um, I I like the movie Shoot 'em Up. Okay. With, is it not Clive Owen? Is it Clive Owen? Did I do that right? I don't know. I've never seen it, but I think he's in it. I remember the poster. Yeah, Shoot 'em Up. Uh, My number two is Truman Show. Okay. So we're getting into drama, and of course, of course, I can't leave Saving Private Ryan off the top of this list for him. Even though he's in there like a split second. Yeah, he's barely Um, in it. Yeah, I'm going to put Saving Private Ryan up there. He he has about as much screen time as Ted Danson. Yes. And (laughs) and uh, and Jimmy. uh, No, wait, no, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon in. um, He's in Band Band of Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kidding. (laughs) But um, Nathan Fillion is in Saving Private Ryan. Is he really? You didn't know that. He's the he's the first Ryan they come to. When they tell him that oh. your that your brothers are dead, and he's like, "How did they die?" And he goes, "In in combat." He goes, "But they're still in grade school." That's that's Malcolm Reynolds, man. That's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so, great Captain Reynolds. All right, Big Nick, what you got? All right, so uh, low on the list would be Cinderella Man. All right, um, I think he did good in that. There's one movie I can't. Maybe you guys can help me. It's the one about Harvey P. Carr, um, the comic book writer. Oh, jeez. No. It's, it's like some. It's kind of like a documentary slash actual film. American Splendor, maybe. There you go. That's it. Okay. Yeah, American Splendor, and then the top of my list is a very. I think underrated, not seen enough movie, and that's called Barney's Version. Barney's Version? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's it was just this on this random movie channel, and I gave it a shot because Paul Giamatti's in it. Very low budget, very independent, but I was captivated. It is very interesting. It was nominated. Oh my gosh! For look at Oscar. all the look at all the people in that. Mini Driver, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Rosamund Pike, who always looks confused. Yeah. Yeah, not Mark, many people have heard of it, but it Mark I, Addy. I loved it. Cool. Uh Very yeah, cool. it's um a pic a what? A picaresque? What about what? A 
picturesque and touching story. Am I saying that word right? Isn't it picturesque? But there's no picturesque. There's no T. But there's it's it's spelled weird. P I C A R E S Q U E. There's no T. It's Is almost it? like Captain Picard like Picard esque. Picaresque. Picard esque. Oh, that's amazing, Sam. Oh man, that sounds like something Andrew would say. I appreciate that. That was a good joke. <laughs> Picard esque. Yeah. Picard esque. Picard. Yeah. John June looks Pickard. Um, yeah, no. Uh, anyway, picturesque uh, and touching story of the political, politically incorrect, fully lived life of the impulsive, irascible, and fearlessly blunt God, who Barney Penofsky. I don't know. Maybe Barney that Penofsky. That is irascible. Wrote it. I've never even. I, I've, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that in print. Irascible. It, it looks like something like that. Sounds like something Aaron Sorkin would make someone say mm-hmm. to sound douchey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Okay. Uh, apparently, there's a FX is pushing all over IMDb their impeachment a crime story show. So there's that. Oh. My top three are a little bit more mainstream, and that's okay. Uh, so my honorable mention was Fred Claus. I, <laughs> it's a funny movie. I like it. That's not even what? a movie I associate I, with him. I know. Say, yeah, I'm trying to remember him in that. He's he's actually Santa Claus. He's actually Santa oh, in the gosh. movie. It's not a it's not a Paul Giamatti vehicle. It's it's uh that guy that can't form sentences. Talks a lot. What's his name? Vince Vaughn? Yeah. Vince Vaughn. There you go. Vince Vaughn. So my number, uh, well, I guess really none of these he's the lead in, (laughs) as I just realized, but uh, he has, he's more of a secondary character than in these three, uh, as opposed to Saving Private Ryan, where he's a cameo. So, Uh, so my number three is Paycheck, right? Where he's, yeah, he's the guy in the chair. Not not payback, but paycheck. Paycheck. Yeah, Andrew. Um, Number two is The Negotiator. That we, He's in that. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. Yeah. I saw that on the list, but I don't remember what he did in that. So one. remember, we watched it for the podcast, and oddly enough, the Negotiator is our most downloaded episode. I don't know why, but people love the Negotiator. Uh, but he is the guy that's able to kind of hack into the computer and help them solve some of the mystery of what's going on. Okay. And Interesting. So, yeah, Paul G. His character was like, "Man, just let me go. I don't, I don't have anything to do with you. You're all cops." And uh, Sam Jackson goes, "Man, I busted you for for tax evasion and computer fraud. I need you here." And he goes, "Okay, I guess I'll stay." <laughs> so he's great. And then my number one was Turbo, the, the snail movie. The snail movie. He's the brother snail. Man, these are some deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, Twitter has given us some fun mentions. So Maxton, at Maxton Artists on Twitter, who is a good uh, friend of the show, friend of ours and listener, says, uh, uh, the honorable, honorable mention for the Truman Show, least to worst, San Andreas, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Saving Private Ryan. So, yeah, I, he's such a waste in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is a bummer. Uh, Andrew... Jimison, our co-host, who couldn't make it tonight, but participated, saying, 
One, The Negotiator. Two, Saving Private Ryan. Three, Big Mama's House. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know he was in that movie. Yeah, he's he's actually one of the main characters in Big Mama's House. I've never seen that show, so that movie, or, or I've never seen anything. Hmm. The only thing I've ever seen Tyler Perry in was in the Star Trek movie. Well, no, he's not. He's not in it. It's um. Isn't Big Mama? Isn't that? No, Big Mama's of? house is Martin Lawrence and oh. Paul Giamatti are in the FBI, and then Martin Lawrence dresses up as Big Mama. Oh, see, yeah, you're thinking of Medea. Medea, you're right. Oh my gosh, now I'm, I'm uh, shocked. Nobody's oh, mentioned private parts. Uh, no, let's see. Hold on, uh, Jesse from Sudden Butt says Ironclad, The Lady in Water, and King of the. He says it's cheating, but King of the Hill. That's funny. And then someone uh, named Pedestrian at best said American Splendor. So that's your uh, that's your Twitter. And then I think we had a Facebook too, didn't we, Sam? We had a Facebook. Oh, Saving Private Ryan from Melissa. So there we go. And I think we lost Sam, which is cool. He'll be back in a minute. <laughs> it's about oh, yep, he finally went away. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. It's not a problem. Uh, and time, I'm back. Time hey. there's, there's nothing like get, getting disconnected, and then I'm sitting here listening to you guys and responding, and nobody, like you're talking over me, and nobody's answering questions, and ah, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, like finally, okay, fine. They can't hear me. I need to go try this again. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you, I was gonna. I, what I was trying to say is, I I kind of enjoyed him in Lady in the Water. Okay. Even though it was one of the downfall Shyamalan films, mm -hmm. you know, just where he kind of goes off the deep end. Uh, um, I, I enjoyed that movie for some reason. I didn't see it. No? No, I didn't watch it. I, I, I stopped I'm trying to think. Was The Village the last Shyamalan movie that I watched? Yeah. It might have been. A, I, I watched, I know I watched part of The Happening and I turned the channel off. No, no. Yeah, no, that was garbage. That, that was is the worst one, apparently. That, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, After Earth, I think, was his worst one, wasn't it? That wasn't Shyamalan. Is that not Shyamalan? I don't think so. Are you sure? No. I mean, his his masterpiece is Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what a piece right? of garbage. <laughs> I mean, that that was probably, you know, I, I'm still upset that he was robbed from, from Oscar on that one. Oh, sure. So, As you should yeah. be. Brilliant. It was just brilliant. Yeah, so The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening, Airbender. Yeah, he did After Earth. You're right, After Earth. Something called The Visit, um, Glass, and then Old is his new one, which I've been told is terrible. Yeah. but yeah. The Visit wasn't too bad, actually. I thought he redeemed himself with that one. I hadn't seen it again. The well, last I, I thought I heard Glass was supposed to be good. I heard, yeah, I've I've heard that as well. I mean, well, it's the it's the um, I needed Split, of course. He had to do Split also. I'm so sorry, that's Split, the yeah. Split, and then split Glass. Those that's glass. the trilogy. That's the Unbreakable yeah. trilogy. Uh, and I've not seen. I've wa I've watched Unbreakable, and I love Unbreakable. I think Unbreakable is a really good movie. And yeah. in my opinion, that's the last good one. I didn't much care for Signs. I thought The Village was fine. I thought Signs was kind of dumb. I know people think it's a good scary movie for some reason. I don't... My biggest issue is if you're an alien species that can travel between the stars, yet you come invade a planet that's 75% of the thing that kills you? No. It's stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. You know, it's just... 
It's like if we found a planet that had a, an alien species on it and we decided to invade a planet that's 75% arsenic. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you plan. <laughs> they obviously you plan didn't. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They don't even have you weapons. You didn't like what? You didn't like Split though? I haven't seen Split. I need to watch it. Oh. I haven't seen Split or Glass. Yeah. Again, the last one I watched of his actually the last movie of his I watched was The Last Airbender, which I did watch in the theater. Um, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, and again, that's like me saying, you know, Sam, you know which is my favorite of the Jurassic Park movies is Jurassic Park oh. 3. The part when the raptor oh. talks to Alan, that's yeah, that's yeah. the the best part right there. Isn't Spielberg really? Yeah. really nailed it. I'm so glad you enjoyed the Jurassic Park movie. Oh, that it's makes so me great. so happy. It's the, the best. <laughs> and then when he talks back to the Raptors with the 3D print of the of the voice box, it's just yeah, that is. I've the got pinnacle. one of those now, by the way. <laughs> Did you 3D I've print printed one? one? I printed one out. Yeah, that's amazing. You you talk into it to your girls. It doesn't quite work the way the movie works. No, just, good. Just say no. <laughs> you should you should harass your dog with it because well she harasses you. Yeah. All right, Daniel Ratcliffe, here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten, and I will let. Uh, I'm actually going to let Nick go first. I'm going to make the guest go first. Yeah. Put him on the hot seat here. <laughs> um, I mean four point five. He he stole my answer, Sean. So, um, okay, I, I'm gonna be a little. Uh, maybe I'll I'll give it a little bit more for for just the colors they used. So I'm gonna give them it a four point five one out of ten. All right. Oh, you're that guy, huh? <laughs> we have to use a lot of decimals on this show. When you've done three hundred and sixty episodes, you got to find a way to differentiate between. We, movies. Yeah, we got to spread out the movies. Yeah. Eventually, there's you know when there's. 28 ties for 15th place. Yeah. It, uh, you know, you got to start certain nitty gritty. Uh, so I, again, I have the benefit of looking at the spreadsheet and so I can look back at the movies that we've done recently. And I have to say that I liked this movie more than I'll, than trick or treat. I just wasn't a big, I'd rather fan. watch trick or treat and I'd rather watch this. I think trick or treat was funny, funnier. Yeah, and that's fine. And your score reflects that. So my score will reflect it, and I'm going to give this a five and a half. Oh, well, gosh, we're not that far away. Then. No, no, no. You were, we're a point. Okay, we're, I we're, thought you were going to come in at like a seven. No, no, like, no. What no. the heck? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Uh, okay. No, no. Well, that yeah. makes sense. I gave Master and Commander Far Side of the World a seven and a half. I'm not going to... This, this movie isn't close to that that quality. Well, yeah. I'm, out of curiosity, what has gotten a 10 out of 10 for you guys? A 10 out oh, of 10? Yeah. Um, well, nothing. But <laughs> the closest that we've come to that, uh, where it's the, where it wasn't just the two of us, there was an episode where yeah. just a good friend of mine, Stephen, and I did, we did Die Hard together, and we both gave it a, um, uh, a 10. But with the <laughs> four of us, the closest we have is Avengers Endgame is a 9.46. Yeah. Uh, and then our, our number two is Hacksaw Ridge at a 9.25. Infinity War is a 9.21. Knives Out is a 9.13. And rounding out top five, for five, yeah, is uh, Iron Man at a 9.09. I'm going to have to listen to your Hacksaw Ridge one 
for you yeah. guys to give it that high of a score. I got to hear what you say about yeah. it. Oh, man. Have you seen it? You've seen it, I'm sure, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah we, it is we, so good. We loved it. We really did. God. I thought it was great. Yeah. So, well, that's what Vince Vaughn is the drill instructor, right? Hacksaw Ridge, yes. Not, not. Yeah. Did you say Hacksaw Ridge or Knives Out? Hacksaw. Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, you said Hacksaw Ridge. I was reading Knives Out. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn is the yeah. is the drill instructor. That movie is it, perfect. It's my favorite war movie. Yeah, and Andrew Garfield's the pacifist, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's the conscientious objector. Objector. Yeah. And I also love the fact that on Twitter, anytime you hashtag Hacksaw Ridge, the Desmond Doss account will like your tweet. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Obviously, it's not the actual man. It might be a relative, his son or grandson. I don't know who it is, but they will, if you hashtag Hacksaw Ridge and you say nice things about the movie, you know he'll he'll like your tweet. So no, he's 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 a ninety-something-year-old, you know. <laughs> I think on he Twitter, passed away a little sure. while ago. Maybe more than ninety <laughs> at this point. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we've done a few. Um, notable uh, other mentions would be like um, like the Wolf of Wall Street is an eight point eight seven. Yeah, you know. So all right, yeah, we've got some uh, good stuff. And there's actually some it, other movies that I I look back and think if we were to rescore, it would be different. I think. Yeah. You know, like would would Star Wars: The Force Awakens still get an eight point four three, or would it be a little bit lower? Mm. You know, like would it be a little bit lower? Would Rogue well, we One also did that be right a little bit? Watching, would so would, would Rogue One be a little bit higher than an eight point two six? I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather watch Rogue One. I would too. So anyway, yeah, the cool. Rise of Skywalker. I think we probably graded that one a little too high. Also, um, just saying. Yeah, I, I've seen it a couple times since we watched it for the podcast. It doesn't hold up already. Uh, Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah, there's some problems. That movie's got some problems, but that's Maybe okay. I just need to stay away from it then, because it still has a fairly decent part of my brain that it 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 enjoys. You sh- yeah, you occupied. should just leave it there. But yeah. you know what else has a pretty decent part of your brain, and that is Big Nick's podcast. Please, Big Nick, tell oh, us yeah. your show all about it. Um, I have a couple more little things I need to do for my show, but here's a good time for you to talk about your show. All right, nice segue, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I am Big Nick. Uh, I host the gag on this podcast. Pretty much, we interview uh, traveling comedians, also local comedians to Sacramento because Sacramento, let's face it, the past three years, a Sacramento comedian has won the NBC stand up competition Mikey Winfield, Kyrie Shabazz, um, RJ DeGuzman. So, we got some heavy hitters out here. So, I just oh, like, nice. inter- yeah, so I just like interviewing the local talent. It's me, my buddy Rob. Uh, local comedian Danny D and then we have um, a poet slash DJ Sharon and we just interview comedians have a good time we released episodes on YouTube Saturday and then on all podcast platforms on Monday awesome very cool that's pretty much all I got all right thanks very cool Uh, the last thing that we do on the show besides um, all the little credits that I give is the quote game um I'm going to scroll here. I'm going to click to something random. Uh, how about this? Shit. Oh, okay. There you go. 
world? That's from Back to the Future 3 when he's doing the moonwalk, and that guy says, Shit. I have a bunch of, uh, I have a little section where it's just nothing but shit. That is one big pile of shit. Under oh, there okay. is a maze of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole category that's nice i, I do folder somewhere on your computer um we ain't found shit yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i keep them all kind of in the same spot all right yep. uh i mentioned this three weeks ago and last week and i'll mention it again this is our quote game participate in the quote game send me a message and i will mail you a sticker a cheap seat reviews official sticker i got a brand new pack of stickers here that i just ordered and uh, I'll talk about merchandise here in just a second. But yeah, new, new sticker. Tell me what this quote is uh, via Twitter or email or Facebook or whatever. And tell me what the quote this movie is from, and I will mail you a sticker. No one has participated yet. I can't believe no one wanted to drop a little Pulp Fiction love my way last week, but they didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. So this week, Johnny Five is alive. That's your quote. Johnny Five oh. is alive. So anyone of a certain age will know that quote. I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to plaster Twitter and be like, this is one of the easiest quotes <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, we've had some pretty easy ones, too. Last week's was pretty easy. Um, no, last I week's mean, was not easy. Last week's was one I didn't, we didn't know. The week before that was Pulp Fiction. Last week, I don't remember what last week's was. I mean, yeah, that's right up there with you're going to need a bigger boat. Like, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, actually, let's see, uh, Nick, if you can get this one. Wanting people to listen, just you just can't tap them on the shoulder. Sorry, I'm having to read this from a distance. Uh, you can't just tap them on the shoulder anymore. You have to hit them with a sledgehammer, and then you <laughs> motion with think... them with uh, something. Anyway, that was from Seven. That was John Doe from Seven. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't do yeah. a very good job reading it. Again, now I remember that I can see the scene in my mind now. Yeah. If they would have said, what's in the box, then, then people probably would have gotten that one a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. All right. Time for... No, I have no more clips to play, except thank you for listening. Thank you, Nick, for joining us. This has been a blast. Uh, this is where I say go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. Go to our go to our Linktree page, Linktree slash Cheap Seat Reviews. There you will find a link to our store. Holy crap, guys, we have merchandise. After seven years of being a podcast, <laughs> we finally have merchandise. We have And it's legal. It's all legal, yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it's legit. Uh, some stuff that there's a there's a design that Sam did and a design that I did on there. So it's very cool, and you can get you can either get stickers or T-shirts or hoodies or uh, face masks or cell phone case holders. There's all kinds of cool stuff, and in fact, we got our first sale today as I record this. We had our first sale. I'm so excited. Um, we have finally, maybe not finally arrived, but I don't know. Maybe we have. So I think that's very cool. So go to our website. Um, uh, not cheap seat reviews. Go to link our linktree dot linktree slash cheap seat reviews, and that's where you can find the link to our store. Uh, and the link will be on, of course, Facebook and Twitter and all that other stuff. Go buy our stuff; it's great. 
Um, and at Cheap Seatcast is our Twitter. Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com is our email. And Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Next week, we are doing something. And that something is Army of the Dead. We are doing Army of the Dead with a new guest next week. Looking forward. Talk about to, Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little more Snyder. A little more. It's a longer movie. We'll have to kind of brace ourselves. So <laughs> here we go. So on behalf of uh, Sam and Nick, this is Sean saying thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.